The book of Romans 11:16. For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy, and if the root is holy, so are the branches. I will remind us that this place of scripture speaks of the first fruits as the root or root system as well as first fruits and literally the first fruit in scripture the identification of the first fruit is the root and also the fr the first fruit that grows from this root the word holy means dedicated to God belonging to God protected by God developed or expanding in God and honoring or being honored by God and blessed by God. The thing is that by themselves tithes are always first fruits. However, first fruits are not always tithes. First fruits are different or unique from tithes in that they are given or dedicated to God not as a tenth or tenth part of the whole, but as an entire amount. First fruits are the an entire amount given although it is a, it is clothed into the format of a tithe the first fruit is the most important instrument of spiritual investing into the heavenly bank dedicating all of your first fruits to god demonstrates our honor and thanksgiving to god what, and we thank him for what for the fact that he's made us a first fruit or what we do with our first fruits will determine what happens with the remainder. It makes a difference, the root we separate our first fruits from, from a holy root that is dedicated to God or from a root that is not dedicated to God and does not belong to God. If you are working for another business, you are not able to separate first fruits from it because this business does not belong to you. It is not holy. It's not identified as holy. If you're a holy person and you have a business, then your business is holy. Everything you do needs to be sanct uh, holy or sanctified. And so from your personal business, you can separate that first fruit. If you're separating, uh, and in this case, when curses in the form of materialistic poverty attack us, then, then as it is, it finds its, it's, it finds its place that is not in a place that's not protected by God and not belonging to God and therefore attacks in these very breaches. Leviticus 23, 9 through 11 And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land which I give to you and reap its harvest, then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. He shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted on your behalf. On the day after the Sabbath, the priests shall wave it. It is necessary for us to have a revelation not only about tithes, but also about the first fruits, as the root and as the first fruit. And you need to bring them to God by faith so that you can receive profit in full. Dedicating the first fruit of our profit to God and afterwards giving our tithe from the said profit or the said earnings, this is a two-layered garment or a double-layered garment that protects us from the curse of poverty as it is here with the most beautiful of women. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. Proverbs 31.21 You know that this uh, clothing of scarlet is a double-layered, so there's an inner, inner garment that's worn and then an outer garment that's worn. 
The inner garment is justification. The outer garment is righteousness, the symbol of righteousness. The first fruit is our first earning, our first harvest, our first income apart from our earnings, our first dividends received from our investment. It's talking about businessmen, of course. As it is written, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Proverbs 3, 9, 10. We ask the question, what do we do if this truth due to a lack of knowledge or ignorance was not fulfilled? The answer is simple, repent and promise God that from now on all of our first fruits will belong to Him. Anything that we do going forward, that is, if we are starting something, that earning uh, of our business will then, that first fruit will be given to God when we begin it. And if we remember their amount but don't have the ability to give them in the moment of our uh, enlightenment, then we can still give our first fruits in parts. The violation of any law because of our ignorance does not justify it before God. Justification is repentance that returns and satisfies satisfies what was lost. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priest to me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children, Hosea 4.6. That is, I will forget those promises that I gave to you and that you have grown in your heart. Why will I forget these promises, these children? Because you have forgotten the law of your God. The law of God is the fruit of His creation, which the scripture describe as the fear of the Lord, or the treasures of God. And so God compares His law with His children, that He then looks at also in our fruit and our sowing and reaping. The scriptures guarantee us safety only when the fear of the Lord, in accordance to God, is our treasure, that is His law and when he becomes the treasure of our heart. Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure, Isaiah 33, 6. This means that uh, the safety of times and the knowledge of uh, and wisdom are all in the fear of the Lord as the fear of the Lord is God's knowledge, God's wisdom that's in our heart. And this is the elementary teaching of Jesus Christ. The first fruits in the form of a tithe is a continual dedication to God of our 10, 10% of our tithe, of the, the tithe of our income, which are this uh, double-layered garment. This is a instrument of our investment. This then allows the 90, the remaining 90% to be protected and allows blessing into our life. And this starts with a, with a good relationship with God. Those who don't believe and continue to resist the law of the first fruits and tithes, it's their choice. But be prepared then to reap uh, what you have ignored. Sooner or later, uh, this will happen. It doesn't matter how many millions you may have, billions, it makes no difference. Sooner or later, all of them will literally will flow away and you will be left with nothing. And people who have little will live as this widow for in Sidon and she will be eating. And the little that they have will not 
diminish. And so who has more? One who has the little that does not diminish or one who has much that will disappear in a moment. But people don't believe this. They try to continue to invest it into uh, either houses or other other things. If the dollar collapses, then they try to convert into other currency. All currency will collapse and the uh, crisis in the world uh, is not going to stop. The leadership will not be able to handle it. This crisis will be as a harvest upon them. You can't escape a harvest as you can't escape uh, uh, getting uh, going into labor when you're ready to bear a child. The world will not be able to escape the collapse, uh, economical collapse that will take place. And so at this time, God will show the difference between those who serve Him and those who don't serve Him. He will show to those who were arrogant with their wealth and stopped honoring God with their tithes, who resist God, who turned their back to God, and they see that nothing happens after doing this. Their uh, wealth increases, but you continue to uh, have very little. But be content with the little you have and be glad. They don't even understand that you you are privileged that God is with you and with them they have their idol which is money for I am the Lord I do not change therefore you are not consumed O sons of Jacob yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them return to me I will return to you says the Lord of hosts but you said in what way shall we return will a man rob God yet you have robbed me but you say in what way have we robbed you in tithes and offerings you are cursed with a curse for you have robbed me even this whole nation bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this as the Lord of hosts if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive them I will rebuke the devourer and so when he says I will open up the windows of heaven and pour out for you blessing It's, of course, not talking about materialistic things. It's talking about spiritual blessings, promises that God has given, because materialistic blessings it's enough that the clouds continue to pour their rains, but this is a very different uh, realm of blessing. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruits of your ground. And so this blessing from above I will not allow, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Malachi 3, 6 through 12. This is symbolic, this was in the law, and it was literal in that time. But in the law of grace, this uh, works in a different realm. This functions in a different realm. We don't need to wait for specific materialistic blessings. We need to wait and expect blessing from heaven that have been kept all this time and now are revealed by faith. And when they're revealed, then we come, we uh, note here that when the great collapse happens, they won't be able to control the finances and the world will be in panic 
And at this time, people who will receive their incorrupt bodies, they will simultaneously have wisdom, and the government will need to then give to them all the means so that they would be able to control them and somehow restore this economic crisis, just as it happened in Egypt. God sent Joseph. Joseph is a symbol of the body of Christ, the symbol of the church and Christ with them. When the great crisis occurred, because of him, salvation uh, came to Egypt and all of the world. And so the Pharaoh gave him the name Safnath Penea, which means the savior of the world. Strange that the Pharaoh, as a revelation from the Lord, saw in this person the savior of the world. The savior of the world, uh, he showed here how God, God showed here how he will work. And so we need to prepare ourselves. But prepare ourselves to what? To receive the incorrupt body, only people in their incorrupt bodies will be able to take all the wealth of Egypt. Will, because the soul wants to use all of these things, so we will take everything from the soul and dedicate it to God, to the Lord, to our spirit. And through our spirit and our incorrupt body, God will then save the whole world before his coming. Those who ignore the law of tithes, whoever they may be, and however they may call themselves, the scriptures member such people to the category of thieves who rob God. As it is written, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And so thieves are in this list, uh, is, are in this list of, lo of lawless people. And this is not people of the world, these are people that are in the churches that count themselves as holy, they, and who were holy, but they themselves have turned themselves into lawless men. They no longer believe the word of God as spoken by God's apostles and prophets and have made themselves apostles and prophets. They became false, false apostles and pro false prophets. They don't acknowledge any authority not in, in any church. They can uh, maybe attend services, churches, but they don't have a regular uh, uh, worship to God, they don't honor the Sabbath, just to calm their conscience, they uh, force their conscience to to be silent in some way or to quiet it for a while, and then a time comes when it completely burns out and they they start legalizing every kind of sin, drunkenness and any other, and their conscience no longer then judges them, and it's easy for them. But the end of all this is coming. This is how God pulls out his, the weeds from his body, from his field. He begins to free the church from drunkards, from adulterers, homosexuals, fornicators, and so forth, all of these. And so God, right now we will serve our God with our tithes and our offerings. We will acknowledge the law of God upon which the entire 
uh, our entire faith is 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 based upon this law of of tithes, and that's where our relationship with God begins. And God says, "Turn to me," and you ask, "How?" Bring your tithes into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house. And so, right now, we will stand and we will serve the Lord with our tithes and our offerings, and we will sing a song. I know a church that is living. And so when people sing, and so sometimes uh, there may be phrase, uh, different phrases that are, are used in different languages as, let's go to the little brown church or the little white church. Uh, in the in the Russian, it's written here that, or in this specific place, it go, it's talking about, let's go to the living church. And so, a living church is, of course, we know what a living church means. And uh, a living church is where the teaching of God is, is, is accurate and it is not robbing the people, as some churches do, but the teaching of the opportunity to build our relationship with the Lord.
I will happily remind us that every time when Israel honored God with their tithes and their offerings, either in the Tabernacle of Moses or Temple of Solomon, they were required as a command from Moses, who, which he received from the Lord, to stretch out his hands over their tithes and proclaim a great proclamation which they were faithful to for thousands of years. We are that same Israel. We are connected to the same roots. We are nourished by the same olive tree. We will do the same thing. Stretch out your hand over your tithes as a symbol and pray together with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated my tithe from my house and have brought it into your temple so that you may have food in your house. I do not give in impurity. I do not give in sorrow. And I do not give for the dead. I rejoice that I have the privilege to demonstrate my love and to acknowledge your authority. And now in accordance to your words, I pray right now, may your heavenly windows be open to me and may your blessing come without end upon your redeemed nation in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated.